Dr. Rina here. I'm a global dental specialist and founder of RW Perio, located at 75 Harley Street. Welcome to season three of my podcast, Life and Smile, where we talk about everything dental, lifestyle, business, and much more. Every episode, I'm joining conversation with a specialist expert in their chosen field, who gives us a behind-the-scenes glimpse into their daily regime, career turning points, and an insider look at what they can't live without. As a businesswoman myself, it's so inspiring to hear how people have built their careers and shattered those glass ceilings. This third season is sponsored by Colgate. Committed to sustainability, they're obviously a household name, and as a dental expert, they're my personal fail-safe go-to to ensure my smell is always looking and feeling its healthiest. So let's get the conversation going. Throughout this season of Life and Smile, I particularly wanted to focus on the idea of a lifestyle approach and not only how leaders within many contrasting industries get to the top of the ladder, but also how they continue to make it work once they get there, thriving on pushing the boundaries and creating their own space to reinvent the dynamics of an ever-changing market. Bringing in Serena Hood, with her meticulous star credentials, combined with a mindset for business, she is the co-founder and CEO of Collagerie.com, a world of inspiration and style curation, which allows you to shop the one thing over everything. Serena, welcome to Life and Smile. So excited to have you here on Harley Street. Thank you for having me. So, as former executive fashion and market director at British Vogue, you've created sold-out events and written countless celebrated style and fashion edits for Vogue magazine and various media sites. But prior to this, you graduated from Georgetown University with a BA in History of Art and Sociology before going on to start your career with Vogue US, Giorgio Armani and Mark Jacobs. Take us back to the beginning. How did it all begin? Well, uh, thank you for the introduction there. Um, You know, I always loved fashion. Uh, From the time I was a teenager, uh, I used my my mother has always loved fashion too, and I used to help her get dressed, style her when she was going out at night. And you know, it's interesting. I don't think I ever really uh, knew there was sort of a career to be made out of it at that point. But we used to spend our weekends going to Portobello Road together, looking for new designers, um, you know, vintage pieces. And I think a lot of that early inspiration came from those times together there. When I graduated from school and went on to university, I, you know, still had this sort of sense of I really want to, you know, dive into that passion. And so alongside my university degree at Georgetown, I was always trying to get into sort of retail and fashion. So my first job ever actually was on the shop floor at Abercrombie & Fitch in the Georgetown Mall. And during the summers, I would intern. My first internship in New York was at Elle magazine. And so that sort of was how I got into sort of learning about, you know, the different jobs out there in retail and in media. Um, you know, when I graduated from Georgetown, I sort of went knocking on lots of doors. You know, there wasn't LinkedIn at that point. So I remember writing a lot of letters and calling <clears throat> a lot of HR departments. And I ended up getting an internship at Marc Jacobs, uh, who was one of my favorite designers. Um, I still have a lot of his pieces in my wardrobe. 
and started off in merchandising there as an intern, uh, then went on to be a merchandising assistant and, you know, did two years there working, you know, for one brand and then really, you know, had this sense of wanting to work across lots of different brands. So that's where I then applied to be a fashion assistant at US Vogue and which was the start of my career, you know, in, in the magazine world. Amazing. Um, it must have been, and when you mentioned there wasn't LinkedIn in those days, um, you can't imagine like without that type of technology. So how did you like, how did you navigate that? So was it, would you say you just did one thing and then the next door opened or how did you find you kind of paved your way to, to where you... I have to say, I think I've always been a natural at networking, right. um, especially when I'm so passionate about what I'm, you know, trying to network in. So, you know, I always made it, um, you know, a really, I really also give a lot of attention to sort of, you know, who I might know who was working at a brand or working in the magazine industry, reaching out to them, writing them letters, calling them. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I can't imagine actually, you know, <laughs> starting collagery and, and growing it today without the likes of LinkedIn, yes. because it is an incredible platform. Um, but I always think it's sort of, you know, just take the next right step. And that was sort of how I ended up there yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. And talking more about that. So quotes in the press, um, as a facelift online fashion has been waiting for collagery.com, it was launched with Lucinda Chambers, um, the former fashion director of British Vogue for 25 years. And together, the two of you have shaped the face of fashion and inspired the wardrobes of millions um, of women. What was that light bulb moment that kind of led to that? Well, you know, after we left Vogue, we were having a coffee and catching up. You know, Lucinda and I worked across from each other at Vogue for over five years and, you know, always worked very well together. Um, you know, she on the more creative side, I was more on the sort of uh, business side. And, you know, we were having a coffee and talking about, you know, as customers, how we dress, how we shop. In that on any given day, you know, you might find us in, you know, a high street item, a piece from a new sustainable brand that we might have found on Instagram. And then, you know, we will invest in a luxury item, a handbag or a pair of shoes, you know, look after them incredibly well and, you know, restore them season after season. So it is that idea of how, you know, so many, well, millions of women shop today around the world and they don't dress head to toe designer anymore. So we thought, you know, if we need this, we're very different ages, we have very different styles, but we both felt there was an opportunity out there for a website that curated the world of fashion interiors and beauty at every price point. Um, and that was the beginning. That was the light bulb moment. Amazing. Uh, sometimes it's those conversations over coffee that lead to some of the most amazing things. Um, that's just, uh, I think uh, a lot of it too, and when, you know, I've... I, I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, including yours. And, you know, one of my favorite podcasts too is, um, you know, Diary of a CEO and how yes. I built this. Yeah. And, you know, that idea of creating a business really because you want to solve your own problem. Yes. And that was how Collagerie started. Makes sense. And Collagerie is, is your shortcut to style. Um, expertly creating the best of fashion, interiors, beauty and lifestyle, as you mentioned. Um, and you bring forward the most exquisite edit to enable the modern day consumer to celebrate shopping, as you said, at every single price point, um, which is so innovative. So talk us through your favorite pieces um, of the season. 
Well, I'm going to start off with, I know we cover we cover products at every single price point. This is a rather high price point, and this is a forever piece. But I have to say, personally, I have fallen in love, and we have featured the new Bottega Veneta and Diamo bag, which, I mean, I would say that is something you will keep forever and pass on through generations. So that would be sort of top of my, top of my um, you know, luxury buys list at the moment. Uh, Artem is one of my favorite British designers and a brand that we feature on Collagerie. Um, I love the, you know, the, the fit, the prints. Um, it's very feminine um, and I think, you know, very wearable too. Uh, I think one of the key things um, when it comes to uh, dressing and fashion and how we approach what we buy is, you know, being comfortable in what you yes. buy. Uh, there's also, you know, but actually thinking about, you know, what's out there at more kind of the, you know, accessibly priced uh, items. Uh, you know, a big trend for this uh, spring season is pockets, you know, cargo dressing. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a fabulous cargo midi skirt at Massimo Duty that I would suggest everybody go run and buy mm-hmm. because it's one of those pieces that you will have in your wardrobe and you will pull out day after day. And you can even dress it up for night too. So this would be my three top picks at the moment. Brilliant. And how do you, so, so you mentioned about the designers, how do you stay um, one step ahead? How do you know like which designers to watch out for um, and, and kind of who to collaborate with? You know, it comes very naturally. I think having been an editor all my career and, you know, Lucinda too, um, you know, it often starts with how you emotionally engage and connect with a designer, a brand and its product. And you think that, you know, you're not so peculiar. There's not hundreds and thousands and millions of women like you all over the world. So, you know, I'd say that, you know, it it comes naturally. We love being the point of discovery and we want to take the hard work out of that process for our customer. Yeah, but still make it enjoyable for them to to look at the curator selves. Um, I think that yeah. that was a big that was you know when we talk about that light bulb moment. Yeah, it wasn't just solving this problem of curation and doing the hard work for you, but it was also thinking about the digital experience online and how we could create a really beautiful, inspiring, you know, design led platform that does emotionally engage with your with the, our customer yeah um and you know now when we start to you know now we have feedback and we get you know a lot of kind of um you know fantastic feedback and a lot of it is you know a lot of our customers say how much they love the experience yes. the experience is at the heart of collagerie and I guess at the end of the day, making fee- people feel confident and good and enjoying what they're wearing. Um, I think trust well. is really trust, important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think trust, inclusivity, yes. um, in that whatever your budget is, there's something for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we just want to be like a best friend, sort of taking you by the hand and guiding yeah. you through, you know, what's out there. Yeah, love it. So kind of in terms of, you know, where you are with your career now, but if you were going to give advice to your younger self or if someone was starting their career, obviously it's a completely different landscape now, but what would be your advice to them if they wanted to take a sort of similar path? Just do it. Right. Don't overthink. Okay. Um, And also I think if you think too much about the journey itself, it can feel really daunting. So focus on the next right step and then the next right step after that. And also ask advice. Yes. That is one of the key things as a founder I have learned and could not have gotten here without is advice, 
guidance from those who have built businesses, who are building businesses to maybe slightly a few years ahead. Yeah. Um, and I know Lucinda and I are hugely grateful for all of those uh, founders. You know, they know who they are, who have helped us on this journey. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I can definitely relate. And sometimes you mentioned like asking for help for people who are just a few years ahead of you is really nice. Because sometimes when you're, you're trying to find mentors and you're thinking, oh, I need the best person in the industry, but actually they're firstly less accessible and they can possibly not relate back 20 years ago when they started their careers. I think for sure, asking people just a little bit ahead that can look back and remember their journey can make a make a big, big difference. And definitely asking for help. I think sometimes it is, you feel, um, you, you know, you don't want to ask for help when you're burdening people. But I find that, you know, people are willing to help if you're willing to put in the work. Um, people are really generous. Yes. Um, I think I think I actually underestimated that. Yeah. I, you know, being a first-time founder, uh, I've really been blown away by how generous people are with their time and advice. And then, you know, it, it goes full circle. You yes, know, I exactly. also, you know, hope that as, you know, I sort of, you know, you, you know, as collagerie grows that, you know, I'll always do my part to also lend guidance along the way. And actually my sister at the moment is, has a startup idea. And so I've been, you know, giving her oh, advice brilliant. as well. So, you know, you learn, you actually don't realize how much you learn too yourself. Yes. And the yes. advice that, you know, even though, we're only three years old, you know, I already have learned a huge amount. Um, and I never would have, you know, I never could have imagined actually how much I've learned. And I guess it makes it fun when you're sharing that journey with other people as well and including them. So um, I think especially having a, a partner, a business partner yes. too, you know, there are times when you can feel very alone and having somebody by your side to lean on when you are, you know, building a business and, you know, you're thinking about strategy and roadmaps and also thinking about how you pivot and having the confidence to do that, especially in today's world. Whereas we know, you know, between COVID, yeah. you know, the, the you know, uh, economic landscape out there, there's a, there's a lot to, there's a lot of sort of, you know, anything to change. to deal yeah. with. Exactly. Yeah. So having a business partner yeah. um, has been, you know, a game changer. Game changer I mean, it's yeah. everything really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and especially, especially a business partner where we've always been work colleagues. So yes. we're not two best friends or two siblings who set out to start a business together. You know, we've always had a professional working relationship and one that, you know, has served us really well. Fantastic. And, and what would you say has been your proudest moment today? And oh. well, I mean, professionally launching collagery, yes. you know, we'll never forget that date and that moment we yeah. went live after, you know, so many months in the works, you know, personally, you know, my family and my two daughters. Um, and I think that, you know, what has definitely been a journey is learning how to juggle family life and founder life. And, you know, I think always, I think always being slightly comfortable with not having everything completely in control is actually really important too, because you are always juggling a lot of different plates. And I think it's always, it's realizing that that's going to be the case. Um, and how you, how you balance things is just, yeah, that's part of the journey too. Yeah, no, I love that. That's really, really good advice. I think, I guess striving for perfection sometimes isn't always the best thing. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You you just want to, um, make it work (laughs) and enjoy it. Um, so bringing the topics around your sort of day-to-day routine, um, what inspires you on a daily basis? Is there a mentor that you turn to? You mentioned about your business partner. Um, is there another figure in the industry who you've kind of always turned to? Um, gosh, inspiration can come from everywhere. I mean, yes, of course there are, 
you know, founders, mentors who have given me advice along the way, you know, at Collagerie, um, you know, Whitney Hawkins, who started Flower Box, has been incredibly helpful she's on this on journey. She's been on the podcast, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very inspirational. She's, she's such a she's superwoman. Yes. Um, and, you know, actually early on in my career, actually when I was applying for my position, my assistant, first, first assistant position at U.S. Vogue, Lauren Santo Domingo, who founded Moda Operande, was a huge support and help. And I don't think I ever would have got that job without her advice. So, you know, I owe a lot to her for getting me kickstarted on this journey. And actually, just an everyday inspiration now, you know, it's it's interesting. My my daughter, you know, talking about sort of, you know, day-to-day and, you know, the work-life balance. You know, my daughter draws me these pictures and she came down the other morning and one of the pictures was the Statue of Liberty. And she said, Mommy, yeah. this is where you're from. You're from New York. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know, and it it took me back and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, let's let's think of some ideas of things we can do in New York with collagery. And, you know, then it gets you on this journey. Yes. So, you know, it really can come from anywhere, including, you know, your children's drawings. Amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> using your whole surroundings to inspire you every day. Um, so your impressive background has seen you involved collaborating with many multi-industry projects and you're known for the, your love of both fashion and interiors. Describe to us, and you mentioned about your family life, your work life as a founder. Do you have like a typical um, work week or what's kind of your daily routine? Well, you know, it's, there's no typical, I'd yeah. say, but you know, any given day, you know, we'll be at the office. Usually on a Monday, we are, you know, all in the office, right. you know, looking at sort of what's ahead. We have a lot of creative meetings together and really use the time when the team are all there right. um, to do that. Because as a startup, you know, there's a lot of roundtable discussions that are key to sort of what's ahead. So Mondays seem to be that day, you know, and then during the week, it can be anything from a board meeting that we're to an investor meeting to meeting with a brand about a product collaboration mm-hmm. we're working on. Uh, we're actually, you know, have two very exciting launches coming up. One is our second jigsaw and collagery product collaboration, right. which is gorgeous. And, you know, everyone get ready because you will <laughs> want to shop that. <laughs> and then we've got another collaboration coming up with uh, the Conran shop again so Ooh, you know we exciting. launched we launched yeah. both of those last year and yeah. there's subsequent collections coming out um so yeah so there's no typical kind of but mondays are meetings in person um do you guys do a lot of virtual work as well throughout the week or we, is it do you find we better tend to person? do zooms yeah, yeah we do yeah. i mean i have to say that you know i know that there is a lot of you know a lot of hybrid working now yes. which we do do some of but i think that you know, what's great is when you do have the team there mm. and there's a energy that just for sure does not come across on Zoom. Um, but, you know, we're, we've, we've balanced it out and I think we're in a good rhythm yeah. where, you know, we're mainly in the office, but then certain teams or people are remote. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it works nice. well. So um, the next question is probably one of my favorite questions that I like asking all of our guests. Um, so three things um, that we would always find at your desk or perhaps in your handbag as part of your mini survival kit. What would those three things be? Well, my phone, yes. number one, <laughs> which has a new pink case on it Ooh, that very I nice. love. I know, they were sold out of yellow, which is my favorite color. I'm like, oh, we'll go for pink. Um, Smyson notebook. Yes, you know, every Every yeah. year, I, I still love those, you know, physical, yeah diaries you can touch and are made of paper and yes. you know 
we're not just we're not fully digital yet uh and then i always have a lip balm yeah i just got a new one from code eight actually that it's a lip nice. gloss pencil that is absolutely fabulous Love um it. and you don't have to get the lip balm on your fingers so that always drives oh, me mad too nice. so yeah highly recommend it <laughs> yeah, I can't live without my Smiter notebook. There's something about just having a beautiful notebook. Because I was like, oh, it's so nice I don't want to write on it. But it's, um, yeah, definitely part of my survival kit as well. And I love collecting the colors over yes, the years. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, when you're off duty, uh, what are your kind of favorite spots in London or even globally? Where, where do you like to go? I like to get outdoors. You know, if I'm in London and I have, you know, a one hour, two hour window, I walk down to the river and by Chiswick, there's a great walk down there. Uh, and then on the weekends, you know, if we can get out of London and go and visit in-laws in the countryside, um, you know, that for me is a real escape um, and a way to kind of switch off, yeah. reset from, you know, the everyday and working week. Do you find it difficult to switch off? Like as a founder myself as well, sometimes yeah. it feels like you're, I don't really see it as work, but you're constantly thinking of new ideas and things. Do you ever actually switch off or do you feel there's a need to fully disengage with work? I think, well, I think that there is something very important about taking yourself away from a screen and the everyday the emails and, you know, Excel sheets and, you know, mm. strategy docs. So I, and, and, you know, when I get into nature and I'm walking, that's when so many ideas come to me. So I wouldn't say I ever switch off yeah. because, <laughs> as you said, as a founder, it's not that it's impossible, but actually when you're so passionate about building something, you don't want to you don't yes. want to stop thinking about it. Exactly. However, I think that it's important to segment time to devote to yeah. those reset moments. Yeah, I think those, um, I, I definitely agree because I think doing activities, sometimes you think switching off is like, sitting in front of a sofa watching Netflix, which sometimes it is, but doing activities, as you said, getting out, you know, disengaging, but still um, refreshing and resetting, I think is is so important. Um, I've actually started playing tennis again. Nice. And I, <laughs> and I really find that just having an hour. Yes. We're focusing on a tennis ball does That's something. So true. It's, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But there is something that really helps you just focus on, you know, not the a million things going on in your yeah. mind at any one time, but just focusing on that ball and where yeah. it's going to land. I completely agree. I do a skiing trip with some dental friends every year um, and I'm still learning, learning. I'm not a pro yet, but forcing to like you know think about your your skis and how you're switch I completely can't think about anything else so once I've done like an hour or two on the slope I'm like wow I'm actually really refreshed because I haven't thought about anything else so you're right sometimes doing like a sport or doing something else like an activity can actually help you um really reset so no completely agree well, Serena, thank you so much. What an insightful um, episode. Um, so much there for the listeners to take away um, and feel inspired. What, what can we watch out for? Like, what are the latest things coming up? You mentioned some of the collaborations that you're doing. Um, tell us more. Where can we follow you and what should we look out for? Uh, well, follow at Collagery for all you need in the world of shopping. Yes. Um, <laughs> and there are some exciting launches coming up. I, I don't think I can actually uh, say yet what some of them sure. are, but I would say definitely look out for our next Jigsaw launch, uh, which is on March 21st. And yeah, stay tuned on Collagery for, for more news. Thank you so much and look forward to welcoming you again on Holly Street. Thank you soon. so much for having me. <laughs>